Hello everybody and welcome and this is the Midnight McBride Show and this is episode 17 and the guest today is Sally Bolton and we've called this show Eat, Train, Love and I'm going to introduce you to Sally Bolton. Hi. Hey Sally. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. Good. (laughs) So Sally, Eat, Train, Love. Correct, yes. I'm assuming that is a pun or a play on the words from the movie. It is indeed. Yes. It is, yeah. And we'll probably talk about that in a bit because yep. we talked about it in the pre-show chat. Yep. And we know why why you've used that name, which is quite clever. So we'll go there. Yeah. So Sally, a Bolton girl. Berry, actually. Berry. I'm a Berry lass. Yeah, but it's not that far away, is it really? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so a Berry girl. Yes. And did you go to school in Berry? I did. I went to Greenmount County Primary School. Um, which was just the best. Absolutely loved it. And then I went to Woodhay High School, uh, which was fairly new. It's a fairly new high school, actually, at the time when I went. Um, And, yeah, again, loved it. I loved school. Had a good time. Yeah, just everything. I thrived in everything. I took part in loads of extra um, school activities, the lot, sports, creative yeah. stuff, drama, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So I ask if you're a Bolton girl because we met through, well, I became a warrior through social media. Yes, yeah. We'll, we'll, again, we'll get to that. But you actually came to one of the meditation classes that I did, one of the very first ones I did as well. It, it was. It was in a little cafe in Bolton and yeah. it was, was it probably a couple of years ago now? I think yeah. time's flown, but I remember being upstairs in the little cafe and there was about eight of us, ten of us there. Yeah. yeah, and it was an afternoon and it was fab. It'll be, the lady that owned it was called Dawn yeah. and her daughter Chloe and they they ran it between yeah. them. And it was the Healthy Indulgence Cafe and yes. it was about three years ago. Yeah, yeah something Gosh, like that. Gosh, was it that long ago yeah. now? Oh my God, <laughs> time's flown. Yeah. <laughs> so we'd met briefly then. We did. But, but I'd since become aware you're on social media and you're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, The usual, correct. Yes. Yeah. And I'd seen some things on Instagram, yeah. I think I'd seen a sort of a before and after picture of your training and you were like super fit before and then <laughs> super, super fit after. You're too kind. <laughs> and also recently I'd seen that you've been doing pull-ups as well, which is, and this isn't being sexist or anything, but generally <laughs> men can do more pull-ups than women. This is a fact, but you, yeah. can, you can throw them out, can't you? Well, yeah, I mean, it takes practice, but I think it's one of those things that um, those and push-ups are the things that, a lot of women come to me and say, I'd love to be able to do a pull-up. I'd love to be able to do a push-up. Um, and I think for me, like pull-ups particularly are really empowering. I can't really describe it, but I just feel really strong and powerful when I do them. Yeah. And that's for me, that's a real buzz. I absolutely love just, it. Just doing one pull-up's difficult, isn't it? I mean, yeah. most blokes, if you're a pretty fit bloke, you might be able to do eight or ten. Yeah. You know, and I think I've seen you do five or six on... Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. But I, I remember training about three or four years ago um, and I said to my trainer at the time, because I like to have a trainer as well, I said, my goal is to do 10 pull-ups. Yeah. So oh, it took us about a month to get there, but I did it. But more recently, I've been doing them with added weight as well. So you put a belt on and then you add weight uh, to it as yeah, well. Yeah, I see yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah that's yeah. quite extreme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but good fun yeah. <laughs> for me anyway. The, the lady that did the show prior to this one, yeah. Alexandra Jessica Fitness, yeah. she... She's a bodybuilder, um, yeah. but there's lots of different categories. Yes. And most people think that it's going to be a really, you know, a huge hench woman. But 
at the lower end, they do torn fitness and That's bikini right. and things like yeah. this. And I think she's the second or third class up. Yes, yeah. Uh, she's she's sporty and muscly, but not massive. Not massive. But, but, you yeah. Know, very, very fit, obviously. Yeah. And she's the same. I think I've seen her do pull-ups with the, the yeah, belt on with, with the, the weights on as well. Yeah. yeah. It's good fun when you get into it. And it's like when you have when you achieve one, it's amazing. And then obviously you want to do more. So, yeah, yeah it's a good little goal to have. So... Have you always been sporty? I mean, I probably didn't make this clear you're a personal trainer now, aren't you? That's, that's right. That's yeah. what you do. Yes, yeah. And were you always sporty growing up at school or did that come later? No, always. From from as long as I can remember. I mean, being a little tot, um, probably out on my bike. I know that I used to do a lot of walking with my family. So I think I had my first pair of hiking boots when I was about five years old. Yeah. And I know when it was my dad's 40th, I was about six at the time. We went up Great Gable for his birthday and um, I went marching up on my own. I was very proud of myself. So, And then at school, obviously, I was involved in all the sports. So netball, hockey, yeah. rounders, the usual stuff. And that just carried on through school, college, university. Yeah. So it's always so, yeah. been a big part of your life. And Huge. You, and you've always been... A lot of people actually find sport later on in life, but it's, you know, you've always been fit, healthy. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was, I think it was probably one of the things that I excelled at. So of course, yeah. if you excel at something, you know, you you, you realise at an early age that that's something that you enjoy doing. So and I, I think my parents probably pushed me a little bit as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Sally, eat, train, love. Now, <laughs> yes. I've seen the movie Eat, Pray, Love probably three or four times. Yeah. And I've watched it with my partner, Willow. Great movie. Yeah. I'm assuming the title, I deduced this when we yes, had the chat. And very ho- clever. Hopefully correctly <laughs> that in order to have sort of a, a happy life, there's several elements, you know, it's made up of several parts. And yeah. like the movie, Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah. It involves eat, train, love. So it's love would be, you know, being in a healthy state of mind and being happy. Yeah. Eat, obviously, your nutrition is massively important and yeah. train exercise. So it's a holistic approach to well-being. Would you say? Is very that? much, very yeah. holistic. And that came about really as I was kind of like four or five years into my journey as a personal trainer. Um, and I started to, as I started to work more with clients, I just started to see that it was way more than just training. Yeah. Um, and obviously nutrition is really important, obviously. Um but I think because as I started to go through some life challenges as well, and then I started to recognize it in clients. So the actual, the, the love in Eat, Train, Love is actually stands for love yourself, yeah. which is all focused around mindset, obviously, you yeah. know, that self-worth, self-acceptance. And I think out of all of the three of them, for me now, that is the most important part of it. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I say if you're not what you call happy or you don't have inner peace then your body doesn't work very well because you've got stress and tension in the system so you don't digest your food as well your immune system doesn't work as well you have a busy mind you don't sleep as well and then all of a sudden everything else starts to falter whereas if you get this operating system working correctly and you're happy removing the stress from your life then naturally you start to want to put good things inside it because you exactly. feel good. You don't want to put a big fat greasy burger inside you when you feel good. Usually a lot of eating is for when people are unhappy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, you make better choices when when you have that self-worth. Exactly, uh, yeah. Then you de- definitely make better choices. Yeah. Yeah. So if you become peaceful, then 
the exercise becomes easy because you've more energy and you're happy, you're energized again. I've known people that are super fit, but have been tense, stressed and perhaps mm. depressed slightly as well. Yeah. And then although they can get to a certain point with the training, yeah. they can't really get beyond that because the mind's not in the right place. Exactly. You know, I, exactly. I talked to Sandy who did a sh couple of shows yeah. with me yeah. about competition. And the only time where he didn't win a fight, he actually lost on points. That happened when his head wasn't in the right place. Yeah. You know, now he was as fit as all the other fights he'd had. Mm -hmm. No difference in the training. Yeah. But what he'd let done, there are a few factors that he'd let bother him before the start of the fight. And if your mind's not in it or you have self-doubt and you don't start to believe in yourself, exactly. then you can lose the fight before you've even got in the ring. Exactly. And mm. just this this last week with a, with a client of mine, had this conversation with them and it was like, what's what are you actually saying to yourself right now? Before you're about to start doing the exercise, what's going on in your head? Yeah. And she turned around and she looked at me and she said, I'm telling myself I can't do it. So I said, right. I said, so how can we change that then? She said, well, I can just tell myself I can do it. Um, I said, right, well, let's do it then. So she did. And hey, presto, she she did like a really good press up, but she mm. was telling herself before before that that she couldn't do it. Mm. So it is, it's it's that self-talk that you have that goes around in your head that exactly. has a huge impact. I see in the book that if you tell yourself before you start something, you say, oh, I can't do this, I can't do this, then you can't do it. Yeah. If exactly. you tell yourself before you're doing it, you're thinking, I can do this, I can do this, then you can. It's, yeah. it's that simple. Henry T. Ford always said that whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're, you're right. right. You're brilliant <laughs> so saying. True. It's all about mindset. And, yeah, you know, but Self-belief. I mean, that's been proven now with placebos anyway. If you believe something works, irrelevant of how it works, if you believe it works, then it usually does. Yeah, you know, so. exactly. So with this then, do you also incorporate for yourself, for example, uh, do you do meditate, do you do yoga, any of these things? Yeah. Now, that's a really good question um, because, yes, I'm a huge believer in it. And for me, I think that's one of the... That's one of the habits that I need to practice more because I'm a huge believer in it. But that because it's not the strength training and the nutrition is my my go to. Like yeah. the the yoga and the meditation is something that I have to practice. Yeah. It's not automatic for me just yet, but I I advocate it. I I think it's amazing. And when I do do it, I notice a huge difference, like a massive difference. Yeah, yeah. So I know it's one of those things that I just need to get back into the habit of doing. See, for me, everything, for me, my core elements were meditation and yoga. And then the sport was around that. Mm. But it's actually turned a corner. Although um, meditation and yoga are massively important, for me now, I have to go running. Mm -hmm. You know, if, <laughs> if I get stressed or things are getting on top of me, if I go and hit the hills for two or three hours and just go for a, a nice long run, at the end of that, I feel recharged, yeah. all the knots are untangled and anything that was bothering me before, generally it's either gone yeah. or I know what I'm going to do about it and I have yeah. a solution, you know. Yeah. So that that element for me, you know, the sport, like perhaps yourself, has become huge. And it's, it's interesting you say that because I've always said that for me, training is my meditation. It's like movement meditation. Yes. So I'll go into the gym and people have said to me in the past, I'll, I used to see you in the gym and you had your headphones on and you'd be so focused and I, I am when I'm in the gym, I have my music in and I'm just for that hour, however yeah. long it is, I'm in the zone and I'm not thinking about anything else. All I'm doing is I'm, I'm really present. So I'm just yeah, thinking about exactly. what I'm doing. So that I've always said that that's, that's a form of meditation for me. Yeah, I say that any endurance sport that I do, once I'm an hour into that sport, 
I become fully present. Yeah. I start to focus on my breathing. Everything yeah. else disappears and it turns, it's meditative. Yeah, you know? it, it is, it's, 100%. Although your body's benefiting, it's actually about the mind as well. Yeah, you know? definitely. It tangles all the knots. It does, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So, Sally, with yourself, do you do you drink? Are you vegan, vegetarian? A little bit more about, you know, your, your own personal sort of self-care package. Yeah, my do? lifestyle. Um, drinking, not... I'm not completely against alcohol at all and I have been known to have a drink, but it's not it's not my go-to no. at all. I can go, I could easily go, but we were talking about this just before, weren't we? I can probably go almost a full year without touching a drop. Like I yeah. really can, it just doesn't bother me at all. It's not, I don't find it necessary because people use it for various things, don't they? Most people use um, it as, as a, a, a coping mechanism. Exactly, to make, to make them feel more relaxed, more confident yeah. or just whatever it is. But I've just, that's not my go-to. Um, and I think probably from a really early age, you know, when you used to binge drink when you were at high school, because it's, you know, it's what you do when you, yeah. you're, you're younger. Um and I just remember back then being really ill from it, like on more than one occasion. I just think, I don't actually enjoy this. No. Like really ill. Um, so as I got older, I kind of tried to stay away from it. So now as an adult, even though there still is peer pressure, I believe, to, to yeah. drink, but I just don't, I don't have those circle of friends that, that really push you into it. So um, yeah, I can take it or leave it. I, I do like a gin and tonic every now and then though, yeah. Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I don't drink often and I've gone, I've gone way over a year without having a drink yeah. and generally it'd be maybe twice a year. But in the last four weeks, I've drunk twice. Yeah. So I've sort of had my yearly quarter in the last <laughs> yeah. four weeks now. And, and that's okay, right? Yeah, and even yeah. if you drink next month, it's okay too. It's just... I, I think the difference is when I used to drink, you know, going back a few years ago when I drank, it was because I was unhappy mm. and I drink to excess. Yeah. Now, if I drink, I think, okay, do I fancy a drink? Do I feel like it? What, who's the company I'm with? And if, I, if I'm relaxed and I think, yeah, I'd quite like to have a drink, then I'm, yeah. I'm doing it. I'm choosing to do it. I'm not yes. doing it because I need to do it. Yeah. And I usually have fun. They say drink when you want to remember, don't drink when you want to forget. If you're not feeling good yeah. and you're unhappy, or anything, then drinking is probably the worst thing you can not do. Not a good you know, idea. It magnifies your mood usually, drinks. Yeah, so. definitely. I think you made a really valid point there as well. It's like it's your choice. I have been out uh, an event once and... I had a friend that kept pushing me to to drink and I was like, I'm actually, I'm actually really okay. Yeah. It was more of a problem for them than it was for me because I was having a great time anyway. And, and I'm actually, get, to be honest, yeah. sometimes I'm better without drinking. I'm quite an extrovert anyway, when I want to be. Um, so I just didn't feel that I, I need to have it really. The, the response I got when I used to, because I just stopped going in pubs, you know. Yeah. I, I don't really enjoy being around people that are drunk when I'm not. And yeah. <laughs> Who is that? the response I got was, you're boring. Right. You know, I know I wasn't boring at all. I just <laughs> chose that, you know, the thing is as well, I still, if I have a drink the next day, even if I only have, I don't know, a couple of pints, yeah. um, I get anxiety. It might be mild anxiety, yeah. but I feel, I get a feeling in my stomach and I don't feel great. Yeah. You know? And if I've had a lot to drink, I feel like death for about yeah. a week <laughs> because I spend all this time trying to put the right nutrition exactly. in and I'm running through mountains and then, <laughs> and then I'm going to put this poison in my body. Your so. body's just like, what are you doing yeah. to me? Yeah. And your diet, Sally. So I used to be vegan. I'm not now. I was vegetarian, then vegan. And I do, it's not often, but I do sometimes eat meat. What about yourself? You're, I mean, I'm assuming with you being the 
personal trainer and a fitness guru, uh-huh. then you probably eat meat, do you? And to I some do. Degree, yeah. I, I've always, um, I've always had meat in my in my diet, and um, I'm not against any other form of diet. Um, I think it's personal choice. Yeah. And I think, you know, as long as you're aware that your body really needs certain macros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So protein being the number one. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you're aware of that and how you need to get that in order to, you know, have optimum health, then I think that's totally cool. But for me personally, um, I love meat. I, well, do you know what? I don't actually eat a lot of red meat. I do have a treat on a Friday night, which is my steak. But other than that, I tend to eat a lot of fresh, well, fresh fish. I eat a lot of fish and a lot of chicken. Yeah, Um, and fish, fish, fruit, salad. Yeah, you know, yeah, the kind of lighter side of the meats. But, um, you know, I was working with a girl a couple of months ago. She specializes in hormones. And she was actually saying, you know, by avoiding red meat, you're actually missing out quite a lot of essential vitamins and, and minerals that you get from like the red meat so you have to have for instance i think it's your b16 and yeah other things that there's certain things you can only find it, in meat exactly you know, so, so have have supplement. i was like okay yeah i probably did know that at the back of my head but i'd done various photo shoots in the past and i've always i've always opted for the leaner meats so yeah. I, and then it becomes a bit of a habit that doesn't it so i think i just got out of the habit of having a bit of red meat in my diet it's yeah. not because I was concerned about it. Because, you know, the, every now and then in the news, it's like, oh, don't eat bacon because it causes cancer and blah, blah, blah. Um, but now I'm kind of thinking, do you know what, once a week and and, and that's cool with Another me. Another like, key thing is moderation with everything. Exactly. You know, and variety exactly. and moderation, you know, mix things up a bit and yeah. have things in small amounts. And, you yeah. know, you can generally, you can get away with quite a lot when you do that as well, can't yeah, you? Yeah, you really a can. A cream cake, you know, once a fortnight, <laughs> yeah. it's probably not going to... I'm all about the cake, <laughs> but it, obviously, like you say, it's in moderation. Yeah, yeah. definitely. A, a thing I, a myth that maybe we dispel as well is that you can, if you, you know, have put that time aside to prepare your food and stuff. I've mm. had two ultra running champions on the show and also Alexandra, who's the bodybuilding champion, a current yeah. Miss Britain, and they're all vegan. You know, they're all vegan. Right. So you can actually yeah. be at this level of sport and be vegan if you, like you said, though, you make sure that you, you know, for instance, with Gareth, who's a runner, is having beans and pulses and lots yeah. of things and making sure he's still getting the correct amount of protein. Yeah, you know? and that that's, that's the important part of of that that message is as long as you as long as you're aware of what you need to eat in order to make sure that you're eating opt- optimum for your health because I, I also you know on the flip side of that there's a lot of vegans that that you know and you look we see it all the time there's vegans talk about being vegan a lot yeah. and I, I know lots of vegans it's, it's, i hate labels as well mm-hmm. but you know they don't eat a flexitarian's great. a new one and that means you just do what, what you want all oh, right i've not heard <laughs> so that I'm one a flexitarian, yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the new term you know right but you know they don't necessarily eat great just because they're not they're choosing not to well, eat meat and, and animal yeah. products, but they're, they're they're still eating a lot of rubbish. Yeah. Well, there was a restaurant in Ramsbottom and it was a vegan restaurant. I can't remember the name of it now. And I went in thinking that it was just gonna be incredibly healthy. Yeah. And, and the food was wonderful. Yeah. But it wasn't. There was burgers and cakes yeah. and lots of sugar <laughs> yeah. and things. And I thought, this isn't healthy at lots all. Lots of carbs yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So maybe we'll talk just a little bit. I don't really want to dwell on COVID at the minute. It's basically everybody's talked about nothing else for a while now. But yeah. Lockdown. 
has it had an effect on you? And, you know, I, I, I talk about, particularly on the radio show, each week I give a few tips about, talk about my life and how I'm coping with it, you know, things yeah. that help me. Yeah, yeah. Lockdown. Interesting, really, wasn't it? Uh, Or is it still? Mm. Um, Yeah. In fact, I wrote a post about lockdown um, just last week on my Instagram. Well, I I suppose to correct myself there as well, maybe not lockdown, just with some of the limitations that have been imposed on us, how that affects you. Because lockdown in theory is sort of over, maybe. Uh, Is it? I don't know. Sort of, whatever. But yeah, 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 it actually hit, hit me hard. Not gonna lie, and um, everything you do is one on one, isn't it? You know, so. it's one on one. So the studio closed, so that's my business yeah. gone. That's and Horwich, is it? It is Horwich, yeah. 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 And you know, I always knew that my business is my—it's my absolute passion in life. Mm. It's my purpose in life. And when you're that passionate about something, and you're suddenly that control is taken away from you like you're not able to fulfill your purpose yeah um it it was it was horrible you go from you feel rather than being empowered and being in control and then you become you feel like a victim and you feel helpless and it's horrible isn't it yeah and i think it was it took me it took me a while to kind of get my head around that um because it is such a huge part of my life. It's a massive part of my life. And of course, you lose all that contact time with people as well. Like I'm a people person. Yeah. To suddenly have that taken away from you mm. and it's not your choice. It's like, oh. So yeah, no, it hit me hard. It did hit yeah. me hard. At the, the beginning of it all, I became quite down. You yeah. Know, and I had the telly on all the time, following it every day and all yeah. that. Now I have the telly turned off. <laughs> I spend all my time outside in nature. Yeah. And it has, has a very small impact on my life now. yeah I, I would I would agree with that it, it would there's because it's change isn't it and change it just it takes time now it, I guess some people can take change and, and turn it into a positive and then kind of like just it's like you're going down this journey and then all of a sudden there's this big curveball and it's like do you stay at the bottom of it or do you kind of work your way around it so for me because I've had other life challenges it just it 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 took me a little while to process it. And I was like, okay, right, well, we can work with this. Yeah. And then you kind of just, you just adapt, don't you? Yeah. I, I always remember a, th- um, a quote from a film and it's Hannah with Liam Neeson. I know the film. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. says, right at the start, adapt or die. And yeah. it's always stuck with me that. And, and obviously that's quite extreme. We're not talking about dying here, but yeah. um, I do think, you know, it's kind of true, isn't it? In life, you either adapt to something or you kind of just, you know. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't really and mm. then what's the other option so yeah, yeah it was it was tough but i'm fine now i'm yeah. totally well, fine well you, you seem fine your energy <laughs> levels are through the roof you're incredibly bubbly <laughs> smiley you know so you seem like you're doing great yeah, yeah. good it's a really good place yeah so sally how do you go on with your what i call it your work life balance because if you're doing what you love mm. Then a lot of people distinguish they go to work nine to five mm. and then they come home and then they try and factor in quality time yeah. and doing things they love. If yeah. you love what you do, mm. is there space for anything else in your life or, you know, what else do you do? Because, do I, for instance, Alexandra, the bodybuilder, mm. she's recently started walking and cycling, you know, yeah. with everything that's going on. So yeah. I have so many passions and I don't have enough space for them all. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, no, I get that. Um, Yeah, it used to be when I started out in the industry, which was, oh gosh, was like 11, 12 years ago now. um, When you're first starting out in anything, you you work 
your ass off basically, don't yeah. you? And I did not have work-life balance at all. Um, but you, as you get older and wiser, you then go, right, okay, this is not how I want the rest of my life to be. So you then start adapting <laughs> yeah. and changing things and uh, putting that time into your diary. So um, kind of fast forward to, to now, I've actually got a dog, um, Cooper, who's quite famous in his own right. We'll get to, yeah, <laughs> we're we'll going to talk about that. that. Yeah. Um, He's a TV star. He is a TV star, uh, but uh, he he forces me to kind of stop and take some time out of my day because I have to walk him daily. Yeah. Um, and that's my opportunity to go out and get into nature as well. Um, I don't know if you follow a guy called Jay Teeter on Instagram. I'm a huge fan of his. What's he called? Dr. Jay Teeter. Uh, he wrote a book years ago with his brother about metabolic. Um, I can't remember the title of the book now, but he now talks about next level human and he's amazing. But one of his posts last week was about stress and cortisol. And he and he referred to it as forest bathing, which I just thought was amazing. That's a term that comes from the Japanese, that. I've never bathing. heard that yeah, before. Yeah, and it was we, like, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I totally yeah, love yeah. that. Um, the energy from the trees, yeah. it permeates you. And if you spend enough time in nature and a yeah. system that works in with no resistance, in harmony with natural law, and yeah. it's all symbiotic. If you spend enough time in that environment, it affects you and you become yeah. peaceful. Yeah, and it's so true because I live literally right on the edge of Rivington, so I just have to walk out my door across the road and I'm straight into the woodlands and the and the fields straight away. Um, and I always feel, even on the days where it's like weather like today, it's rubbish, it's raining, um, even on days like that, when you've been out for an hour, like you come home, a hundred percent feel more grounded. Yeah, you feel calmer. And again, I suppose that goes back to the meditative state, isn't it? As well, it's just like you're absorbing nature, so yeah. you're feeling calmer as and, well. Until we are an enlightened being, <clears throat> any environment you spend your time in will have an effect on you. You yeah. spend your time with a hundred people laughing in a room, you'll start to laugh your head off. Yeah, you spend your time watching. If you're in a war zone and you see, you know, terrible acts, people maimed and injured, you'll become traumatised, you yeah. might have PTSD. If you spend your time in a perfect system where there's no resistance, where everything works in harmony, mm. exactly the same principle applies. If yeah. you're in nature for long periods, you start yeah. to become peaceful. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's interesting because so many people have said to me about Cooper, like, how is he so... Because he's really chilled out dog. And it's just like... You know, I, I read years ago about dogs take on their owners' behaviours as yeah, well yeah. because it's just me and him and I'm quite chilled out be because of what I do in a day. Like, he's really chilled out, but I think going out every day with him as well, I kind of, I do believe we give each other the energy as well. Like, of course you do, yeah. <clears throat> So, yeah. yeah, that's what I tend to do. <laughs> going back to your original question, um, that I spend a lot of time with, with, with Cooper. Yeah. Um, do you know animals, insanity in animals doesn't really exist unless they're kept in captivity yeah. or unless they spend their time around human beings. Yeah. In nature, in the wild, it doesn't really exist. Yeah. You know, and we definitely have an effect on them. And, and a dog, what a companion. Ah. Oh. You know, um, holding no resentment, always fully present. We're the only sentient beings on this planet that aren't always in the moment. Yeah. All plants, all animals yeah. are fully present. Yeah. Ducks flap the wings if they've, Got some tension, they've fallen yeah. out, they've had a fight, they've flapped the wings, shake it off, and they're back to zero again and they're peaceful. You know, so if yeah. you spend your time with a dog that's just full of energy yeah. and you treat your dog well and stuff, you know, they, 
the relationship you have and the energy exchange, it just, it builds like that. Uh, you, know, you pick each other up. Yeah, I mean, he is, and he's been through a lot with me as well in the, the last four years, but he is my little bundle of joy and he makes me smile every single day. It's unconditional love. He's just, he's a joy to be around. And he's got a lot to give though as well. So I don't keep that to myself. I, he's a therapy dog as well. So we right. actually go into uh, primary schools and work with little, little ones as well. Right. And the energy he gives off is just, you know. I had two ladies on the show and it was Debbie and Catherine and they both run what's called uh, whole circle retreats. And Catherine has meditate with horses and they yeah. actually have children that come along and they, they meditate in a field with the horses and then the horses become very relaxed yeah. and calm and uh, docile and they lie down and the children can go and lean on them. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, it's you know? so lovely. And seeing Cooper at, at work with the kids, it's just because he'll just stand there and there can be like 10 kids like just draping themselves all over him. And he's just he just literally stands there and takes it all. Yeah. And the kids get so much out of it. Um, so it's lovely to see. So I kind of think I think he he's an angel. I, I always refer to him as my angel, but I think he's an angel for other people as well. See, it's funny as well, because years ago when I was younger, I couldn't go near a dog. And I think because I was angry and tense and stressed, the dogs knew that. And mm. if I went anywhere near a dog, they would pick that up. I believe yeah. that human beings have the, the gift of language and communication. Yeah. Dogs don't. And so most animals, dogs, horses, birds, are much better at sensing the energy of other living things and human beings. And yeah. they have this sixth sense, if you will. And if you're stressed and angry, they can tell that. When I became peaceful, now... I can go up to any dog, dogs yeah. come up to me, I'm totally relaxed, I'm not frightened, so I'm not tense, and they'll come up and they'll jump up at me and it, yeah. it's a lovely experience. Yeah, and 100%. They haven't changed, it's me. <clears throat> yeah, the do dogs are really, they're intelligent, they're, they're, well, so are cats as well, and yeah. other animals, but you can definitely, dogs can really sense your energy. I, I definitely believe that. And, on, yeah. and also, like I said to you before, like Cooper's been around me through a lot of challenges in the last four years. And he just knows. He also knows I've had friends that have come around that have been going through really bad times. And like he just naturally will just go and sit on them and like put a paw on their leg or, or you know, just kind of curl into yeah, them. And it's like he just instinctively knows. It's just. They need comforting. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. It is so beautiful. Yeah. yeah he's an angel. So, Sally, on a slightly more serious note now, on your website, now this is, it's a wonderful thing because a lot of people who are professional and successful in the fact that, you know, whatever they're doing, they, they do it well, they quite often portray this image of how everything's perfect. But I think it's really good, like I do, you know, mm. when I talk openly about my past and it yeah. wasn't, wasn't great. <clears throat> yeah. Talking about some of the troubles you've had and the suffering and things that have gone on. Mm. And then people quite often realise that, ah, you're, you are quite human, you're a real person and they yeah. relate and resonate with yeah. you. And when I read your website, yeah. you talk about depression, you talk about the bereavement of your parents, and you also talk about body dysmorphia or body image. Yeah. And also having an eating disorder. Yeah. And your divorce. So elements that people will probably relate to at least one of those things, yeah. you know. So it's not always been an easy ride for you then. No, and, and let me just kind of start by saying, like, by no means have I had, like, a terrible life. And I know that, you know, people go through all sorts of tragedies. But the reason why I talk about those, thing, those things is because, I, like you say, I, I am human. <laughs> and I do go through these range of emotions. I know I talk about positivity and taking care of yourself. And, like, that is, like, deep... A, 
that's a deep core value of mine. But also I'm human like everyone else. Yeah. And 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 life happens, right? Challenges occur. And um gosh, if there's a lot we could talk about here, but um it was identified last year that I had PTSD and I hadn't even realized right. this is from childhood. Mm. I'll not go into that today, but um what it has meant is that as a as an adult, still not fully understanding that I was suffering from that. Like I've, yeah, I've had really bad bouts of depression, like really bad bouts of depression. I I say to people that although I might preach inner peace and meditation and, and, you know, correct thought and things, I still have bad days. I don't have as many as I used to have. Yeah. Most of them are good days. Yeah. But I can still have a bad day or a bad couple of days, you know. So I still have fluctuations and oscillations. It's not always a smooth ride. And and I I think if someone says to you, oh, that they're happy all the time, like I would question that a little bit because like I know that there are genuinely people out there that Mm. are most of the time, like Sandy, for example, Mm. like he just radiates super positivity all the time, doesn't he? And I think that's amazing. Um, And I obviously do that as well, but you know, and that's why I like to talk about those things openly because it's like, it's okay to have days like that. It's okay to have weeks like that. Yeah. And if you, I think the reason why I talk about it is just to, to show that I'm relatable, but to also say, you know, you can come out of it as well. Yeah. I say as human beings, that one of the most beautiful things, our, our purpose even being on this planet, number one is to experience joy and bliss. That's your purpose. Yeah. You're meant to enjoy life it's not meant to be hard it doesn't mean it's always going to be a smooth ride but you yeah. need to factor this in and move towards the light you know you want to you want to experience joy and bliss joy. yeah and sandy when he comes in the room he you feel his presence when he walks in the room he radiates this yeah. he's you know a remarkable man yeah. but also the second thing our purpose as human beings on this life the most beautiful thing we can do is to turn a negative situation into a positive And I've had people on the radio show, for example, who've been abused and often they'd say, well, how can that be a positive? But if somebody then goes through a terrible experience, learns from it, finds a way to put themselves back together and cope Mm. and then shares that with somebody else and helps them through a similar experience. That's it. That's that's such a beautiful thing. And and I think, do you know what? Do you remember that Will Smith video that came out? It might have been a couple of years ago now. And he talked about responsibility versus blame was it I think and he talks about that like bad things happen to people and it's like it, it it's not your it's not your responsibility that that happened but it is your responsibility to take that situation and turn it into like yeah because otherwise you go you go on suffering you know yeah. so at some point it's like you so I played a victim for quite a while and that's mm. why I got into that state. But through lots of personal development and really looking introspectively, probably over the last six or seven years, I've, like you said, you know, I've, you kind of learn how to um, recognize it and then you learn tools and strategies to yeah, help you come out exactly. of it. So like now, um, if I can, if I feel myself kind of dipping down a little bit, I, I kind of go, I kind of just stop and go, right, okay, what is it that's going on right now? Um, and because I've been through really bad times, I, I have those skills now. And I I think, especially we just mentioned lockdown and we're not going to talk about it obviously too much, but there's definitely been a massive impact on people's mental yeah, health. Yeah. Um, and I believe that my, uh, my role as a coach now would probably is leading more towards helping people with their mental health. Yeah. Um, because 
people don't really know what to do and and it's still quite taboo isn't it to talk about depression and talk about yeah. you know i've got a friend a couple of friends that have got bipolar if you want to put a label on it mm. um and it's still seen as a, a taboo subject it, at least it, it's getting better it know, is getting with, better with things like this yeah. you know like the show now where yeah. people come on and everybody that's come on a lot of the people excel now and they've done amazing things but most of them have had a rough ride yeah and not everybody but most and yeah. they're willing to talk about it and that's yeah that's fantastic people are starting to open up and i think that's really important and you know i'm not really a big fan of the word celebrity but when kind of people in the public eye come out and talk about things like this I think that I think brilliant because if they can come out and talk about it, more people will feel that, oh God, it's not just me. Because that's the thing with depression yeah. and other mental health disorders. They think it's just them, yeah. don't they? And they think they're the only one. And I, it's not I say true. It as well, it's about being the pioneer. Somebody's got to yeah. go, I'm not coping very well. I'm yeah. struggling. And then somebody else will go, all oh, right, I thought yeah. I was the only one. I know, right? I'm not either. Yeah. And, but somebody's got to go first. Yeah. Somebody's always got to go first. Yeah. And and just say it like it is, you know. Yeah. And then you'd be surprised. Everybody, we're all the same. Yeah. We're all the same. That's so know? true. And I yeah. think it's just that sigh of relief. It's like, oh, I thought it was just me. I thought there was something wrong with me. And it's that stigma. And it's actually yeah. when you realise you're not alone. And you're not the, And I think that's why a voice is really important. And quite often I'll talk about that on my, on my social media. It's like, you're not alone. Like yeah. and if you want to reach out for me, not and people maybe don't, but in the past I've had a lot of people reach out and just yeah. tell me their story. And sometimes just the act of writing it down and and offering it out to someone else with no judgment is can just be a bit of like relief for them. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes just getting it out. Yeah. I say if you've got something inside and it doesn't feel good and you leave yeah. it there, it will manifest and you'll become ill. Exactly. So you've got to get this out and it can be writing the lyrics to a song. It can be turning the radio on and making your own lyrics up and singing it. I've had a shit day, yeah. whatever, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. It can be writing a book. It can be talking to a friend. It can be dancing. But in some way, when you don't feel good, getting that out. Absolutely. You know? And quite often it's just talking to somebody. Yeah. And it doesn't mean they have any answers. They might have any answers. But once you get it out and you share it, it feels better. It's like it's it lifted. You've you've got rid of it. Exactly. And it might just be for that moment. It might be for the next hour. It might be for another couple of weeks. But you've had that opportunity to just kind of offload yeah. and just get it out to somewhat, obviously in a safe space that's non-judgmental. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of one of my big areas now as a coach is allowing people that safe space. And it's like I always say to clients, this is a safe space for you. You can say whatever you like. Yeah. And I will never judge no. Never. And when you said, you know, for a while you're a victim and now you've got the tools to turn that around. Yeah. I find that that things haven't changed. I still have ups and downs, but yeah. I've just developed. I've got techniques and tools now to put myself back together again fairly quickly. And I also see the signs That's of that it. deterioration early on. So I know when things aren't going great and I know what to do. Exactly. That's all. And for me... As soon as I stop training consistently, that's when I know because yeah, that yeah. is my absolute core. I can, if I'd suddenly have a few days off, I'm like, I know there's something not not quite right. I I, I say there's five sort of elements. There's, you know, your nutrition, your diet, yeah. spending time in nature, exercise, and then meditation. So there's different elements. And I'd get four right and one would pop out. And then yeah. I'd get that, pull that back in, another one would pop out. <laughs> yeah. and trying to get this balance right. Yeah. But I found that, 
for me, out of all those things, the biggest thing for me at the minute for my mental health is running. Yeah. And if I don't run for any period of time, I start to get agitated. I start yeah. to struggle. And if I can just put my trainers on and disappear for a few hours, I come back. I'm like, okay, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> let's know, go. I feel good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I also say that. It's our responsibility, your responsibility, mine, everybody's responsibility to get this right because the energy that you give out to the rest of the world, basically, Wayne Dyer always said, if you squeeze an orange, if you squeeze an orange, out comes orange juice. If you're peaceful inside and you're mm. put in a stressful situation, out pops a peaceful response. Yeah. If you're angry or stressed and you're put in a stressful situation, out pops an angry or yeah. stressed response. Yeah. So, you need to get this right because as you go through your day, that's the energy you're giving out to everybody. It's the only thing you can't give out what you haven't got. Exactly. So how you feel inside, if you feel good and you try and find peace and, you know, generate some happiness and bliss in your life. Then when you go through your day, you give that to everybody. You self-generate that energy and, it, and you lift their consciousness. You improve their day. So exactly and that it's important yeah. you put that work in and it's you really so, try and get this right yeah it's so important and, and because people often say and it's something that i talk about a lot with my clients is they talk about feeling selfish for having time away and and, and working with me as a coach and yeah. I, you know i always say to you look it's probably the least selfish thing that you're doing because if you're looking after yourself and in in doing that you're feeling happier inside then that radiates so you're yep. actually you're you know it ripples it's that ripple effect isn't yep. it so if you're feeling really happy uh, then your immediate family are going to benefit yeah. from that and then your friends and your colleagues exactly. and then everyone that yeah. you meet i say if you if you really care about your friends and family and the people you love then it's your responsibility to be to get this right Absolutely. to do a bit of inner work and try and emit and radiate that energy and that frequency. Yeah, definitely. But there is very much amongst, certainly amongst the clients that I've seen over the last 10, 11 years, the female clients particularly, they feel guilty for taking that time out. Yeah, this is, I talk about this in the book as well, right? Also, I say that you have to be selfish and people say, yeah. what, selfish? <laughs> yeah. And yes, if your cup isn't overflowing, if you don't fix yourself first, if you don't get yourself into a a peaceful state, yeah. you know, if you don't do that first, you can't help anybody. Yeah. You know, you really have to try yeah. and get yourself right first. So it's not selfish. It's a necessary part of the process. If you want to help everybody else, you have to be selfish. You have yeah. to make some time for yourself and, and nourish your soul. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with that. But yeah, it's interesting. And it's quite a hard thing, I think, for women, particularly as a, a, a in this guilt the, thing. Yeah. yeah, this maternal instinct to make sure that everyone else is all right first. And that's what happens. They basically that once upon a time they were this person and they had this identity and then all of a sudden um, they meet their partner, they maybe get married, they have children, they're at work. So they kind of start to dilute their self-identity. Yeah. And they almost kind of, a lot of the time when men, women come to me, they've, they've reached the stage where they don't even know who they are anymore yeah. because they're a mother, they're a daughter, they're a wife, they're a colleague that, you know, and it, it's they just have no idea who they are. Yeah. Um, if you put everybody first all the time, you become deflated and more yeah. deflated, more deflated until there's, yeah. there's nothing left in the Tank, yeah, you know. literally, and yeah. and sometimes I see women that they've got nothing in. There's just nothing there, and that, yeah. you know they don't even know where to start. And and I think with that, you know, we were talking about it earlier on. People numb that that pain with food, alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just not looking after themselves. That's why I think for a lot of people, okay, so maybe 
you're a person, you're not physically fit, you're not eating properly, you don't feel like you can take on exercise at the minute, you're feeling guilty, you don't make time for yourself. Yeah. A really good doorway into that process is maybe just a yoga class, an hour a week or something where you just make a little bit of time for yeah. you. And yeah. you don't need to be super fit or anything like that. You can just go, turn yeah. up, do some breathing meditation, some stretching and start there. Exactly. And like you say, just start small. And sometimes I say to clients, even just five minutes a day. I mean, I talk to clients all the time about meditation and, and quite often it's a big deal for them because they might be really busy with their business or with the family or whatever it is. And I'll say, right can you can you find 60 seconds that's one minute where you can just sit down and just with nothing else going on and just just breathe just five times just and it's like yeah I can manage that so it's like okay cool like well let's just start with that because I was was listening to a podcast the other day and it was um BJ Hogg was talking about um habits and and he said once upon a time it was believed that it was all about repetition well actually it's the feeling of success so that if you if you ask a client to do 60 seconds of breath work and they'll go oh yeah well that was okay so it's that feeling that okay yeah that felt okay so I can do that again so that's going to encourage them to want to do it again so then it's building on that and that's what will build the habit ultimately is that feeling of success yeah Um, it's setting yourself a goal achieving it can be very small yeah and then you think well actually okay I I did that that was all right exactly what else can I do yeah and then you start along that path of self-belief and and slowly moving outside your comfort zone exactly so it's just small little bite sizes and then then they will grow and grow and grow yeah Yeah. and before you know it you know you're meditating for half an hour a day yeah (laughs) that's my goal (laughs) so Sally we'll talk about Bolton FM you've you've been on Bolton (laughs) FM a few times yes yes. (laughs) and you've also Salford FM with Jimmy Jimmy. Petruzzi. Is that yeah, right? Petruzzi, yeah. yeah. Petruzzi, yeah. Petruzzi. Yeah. Yeah. I've only spoke to Jimmy once. Um, he's obviously another presenter at the station. That's right, yeah. And he's a sports psychologist, isn't he? he? Is. Yeah, he's about yeah. the mind as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you did an interview with him. Is that on YouTube? Is it? Or something? Uh, uh, or? It would definitely be somewhere. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. It was again. It was probably the start of last year. I, I think. Yeah. Um, he, I, I think he puts his interviews on YouTube. The, even though they're audio, he puts them. On right, YouTube, I'm think, sure so. he does because he's very active on stuff like yeah. that. But he's a very interesting guy. I met him years yeah. ago. He looks like a rock star. Doesn't he, he does. Have you seen his really yeah, long yeah, hair? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, he yeah. does. But I met him years ago. He, um, I went and did an NLP course. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. with him and. Yeah his business partner, Sarah, who I'm actually still really good friends with as well. Um, and it's interesting because you'll meet people in your life and like they stay very much on, on the periphery, but then he must have seen a few things on my social media and he got back in touch with me. It was probably he saw that I was on Bolton FM yeah. and then he got in touch with me and said, would you come in and do do the show? And that was, again, it was a good hour and a half chat, maybe an hour chat, but um yeah, he's a really good interviewer, yeah. like yourself. Yeah. Um, and Thank again, you. it was just kind of like this, very much just yeah. roll with it. And I think once you take, when people aren't conscious that they're being recorded, the cameras are off to the side and yeah. so on, and then you have eye contact and you just have the interview, then you relax and you're just having yeah. a chat. Yeah. Know, and it just flows, doesn't it? So, so that was really cool. And it, he's a really fascinating guy as well. Yeah. Um, he knows a lot and he's done a lot in his life, so... Yeah, yeah, it was a good good chat that. Yeah. yeah. And and TV as well. Are you the TV hmm. star or is it Cooper? I would say Cooper. <laughs> I'm like his sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> On Granada Reports, you said, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, Granada Reports. So um, it's actually 
Paul Crone, who's obviously the reporter on Granada, he's um, very well known. He's actually my neighbour. And yeah. um, during lockdown, we've just become great friends, uh, friends for life, really. Yeah. And um, we'd gone down to the local uh, field one evening, a beautiful evening. And he said, oh, I'm doing this piece about... Um, dogs and lockdown and going back to work and and he said oh can I just do a little bit of filming with Cooper so I was like sure yeah no problem so we went in the field he did some really nice filming with him and then on the way back he said right so all I need now is like um just an owner that I can talk to and then he just kind of looked at me and he just went would you do it for me and I was like you've just emotionally blackmailed me into doing that so I agreed obviously because he's a friend um so yeah that was good fun that yeah. was good fun. So we appeared on it. It was like 10 seconds, but he, he was definitely the star of the show. Not, not me. Yeah. <laughs> and Sally, also tell us about some awards. Cause I know you've, you collect these now, don't you? You have several. <laughs> Can you see me like wince then? I'm not really comfortable with um, this whole being nominated for things just because it wasn't really a thing back then when I started out as a, as a trainer. So, yeah. but Having said that, yes, it's very nice. Must be nice of course, yeah. it is, and it's a huge compliment. It, it so it means you're valued. It means that you people obviously think that you're you're very good at what you do. Yeah. So yes, and I I do actually really appreciate it. So last year I was nominated for the Bolton Health and Wellbeing Awards, and it was Inspirational Woman of the Year, which I was actually nominated to for Personal Trainer of the Year as well. Yes. Um, but the one that was obviously more important to me was Inspirational Woman because that is just a, a huge, you know, to be... It's a good title, that, uh, it's, it? yeah. it's lovely and I was felt, I felt very blessed that I was, because the girl, the organiser of the awards said, you, you know, you've, I'll give you some of the feedback, you know, after the awards, but she said to me, there's a lot of love out there for you, which is, yeah. is obviously really nice to hear. So the same things happened this year, but, um, so the Health and Wellbeing Awards is again, and also this time round, it's the... Now, you'll put me right on this. Is it the Inspirational Awards? It's the Women Inspire Awards, is it? Something like that. Yeah, yes. so it's that one yeah. as well. So that there's two separate awards yeah. this year around inspiration and personal training. Yeah. And am I right in saying that Linda and Liz have been nominated? Or was that last year? So Linda Bezik yes. is, was nominated... Liz might have been as well, actually, but it was Linda Liz, that won it. Yeah. Linda won it. it Linda yeah. And Liz Whittle it. is the other lady, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and we've obviously had a quick conversation about this, yeah. but just to be in a category with women like that is... Yeah. I know people say, and it sounds quite cheesy, but it is, it's really lovely just to be in a, a group of people like that um, because we're all just doing our own things and, you yeah. know, we're all very passionate about what we do and we're all genuinely wanting to help people. A beautiful thing is some people try to get recognised for doing something and don't. Other people just do what they love yeah. and do the follow the passion and the heart, yeah. what you call in Buddhism the Dharma. Yeah. Following this and not setting out for any accolade, any award, but then you get recognised for what yeah. you do anyway. And that's yeah. what you're doing. You yeah. Know, so. Yeah. So it is, is very nice to be, yeah. to be nominated. And all the people in that, that group, that uh, echelon, are helping people. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, we're, you look at us collectively, we're, we're 
we're trying to get out and help as many people as possible. And that's just a really beautiful thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and I don't ever, you know, people often talk to me about competition. It's like, I never see another coach or another trainer as competition because as far as I'm concerned, if they're out there trying to help people, that's what it's all about. So yeah. I, just, I don't believe in competition like that. No. It's just everyone's no. out there doing, doing a good thing. Wonderful. So, Sally, if somebody wanted to do a session with you and maybe they wanted a personal training session yeah. or they wanted to have a, a chat with you about it, yeah. how would they get in touch with you? So probably the best way um, is either to go onto my website, yeah. which is eattrainlove.co.uk or I'm on all the obvious um, social Twitter, media. LinkedIn, Facebook, yeah, so Instagram, Instagram and Facebook I'm particularly... Um, prevalent on. Yes. Yeah. Twitter, not so much, but I do have obviously Twitter presence and also LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, so all of the above. Yeah. Okay. Sally, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, we forgot one more thing. You actually wrote for the Bolton Evening News. Oh. Didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, remembered. <laughs> I did. You're a writer too. <laughs> so I started uh, New Year's Day last year, actually night 2019 was my first column. I was the health and fitness columnist for Bolton News. Yeah. Which was again, great experience. Um, and I did it for six months and I, I was, again, I felt really fortunate that I was asked to do it. Um, and then other, th other things got in its way. So it had yeah. to, had I to think go. when you're fulfilling your Dharma, when you're enjoying bliss and you love what you're doing, you draw, I say the frequency you display attracts the people in your day. When you're emitting love, peace, joy, bliss, harmony, then good things just come to you, you know, eventually. Yeah. It's a nice yeah. way to think that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Kelsang Chosang, who's uh, a good friend of mine, uh, she's a, a monk that lives up, or a nun that lives up at Manjushri, and she always says, we'd talk about something, I'd say, yeah, but this isn't working, or why is it? And she'd go, eventually. Oh. Eventually. <gasps> it just means that you'll get there. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Thanks, Sally. Thanks for coming on the show. It's been brilliant. Thanks for having me. It's been Thank fab. You. Loved Thanks it. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch me on Salford City Radio every Monday night on 94.4 FM with the Mind, Body and Spirit show. You can buy my book in any number of places, including Amazon, and you can also get the audio book, which is now available on iTunes and audible.com and also Amazon again. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. You can go to my website, which is midnightmcbride.com. You can subscribe to this podcast if you like, and you'll get... There's at least one show filmed every single week on YouTube. And you can also get the audio version of this podcast on Spotify, Podbean and iTunes. I'm going to leave you with a quote now from a book from Pills to Peace. I'm actually going to leave you with two quotes this week. And I think they're relevant to what we talked about on this show. The first quote from, from Pills to Peace by Midnight McBride is, To find the two, you must try the ten. So if you're going to find a couple of things that work for you and find your inner peace, joy and bliss, you may have to try several to get there. So you may have to try 10 things to find the two that work. But if you don't try the 10, you won't find the two. So always have the door open and be available to try new things. And the second one is a bit of a joke at the end of the book, and it's mind first bum second. A lot of people go to the gym and they prioritize the physical fitness and the way they look and exercise prior to the mind it's really important to get the mind right first you get the operating system working correctly and everything else including your diet nutrition exercise generally follows suit when you feel good 
This has been Midnight McBride. I hope you've enjoyed the show and I'll see you the same time next week. Shalom. <laughs>